Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Folks, this is Brett Myers, owner, janitor at the Keys Weekly Media. Always appreciate you listening in. I've got some incredible guests this week. Before we do that, let's get the particulars out of the way and say thank you to our folks listening at WKWF AM 1600 and FM 103.3 on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Thank you for rising early and listening or 93.7 NRG at 5 a.m. on Sunday. So if it's one of you and you're up and about, you're going to be happy because this is a special episode of the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Now, I just talked about radio. Of course, we are out in the digital world of www.keysweekly.com. You can hear all the podcasts there. And then there's things like Spotify, Apple, and other platforms. If there's a platform, Amazon, we're on there. You can find us there. Now, I talked about radio a moment ago. One of the special guests I have today is none other than my wife, Kirby Myers. Now, the thing you need to know about Kirby is I used to be Britt Myers, the the newspaper, the media guy down in Key West and the Florida Keys. Now I'm simply known as Kirby's husband. And that's the truth. Everywhere I go, they say, oh, you're Kirby's husband. And I say, yes, I am. She has a store in Key West called Kirby's Closet. Everyone knows Kirby's Closet. She's fun. She's beautiful. And I'm the sidekick known as Kirby's husband. Now, the other thing you need to know about Kirby is she is a former radio personality most of her life. And she's very talented and she's known for that so she will start talking here in, a, here in a minute and take over and sounds much better than I do the last thing I'm going to say before Kirby comes on here with me is the other guest that we have on is probably my most anticipated for me and we've had Black Pumas we've had Derek Trucks we've had famous local people famous international people I'm, I'm completely serious other than my wife of course I'm more excited about this guest today and you will know who this person is when we when we let the cat out of the bag here in a second I'm more excited about them than I've ever been about a guest because I think they are more influential on Key West culture uh, Key West history as Key West has evolved uh, and who we are as one human family inclusiveness love craziness you name it this person embodies every element of that and I can't wait to tell you who it is but the reason I know this person is because of my lovely wife Kirby here she is well I need to come on your podcast more often because that was quite the introduction I love you too and believe it or not I am known as Britt Meyer's wife in a lot of circles it just depends on where we go but thank you for having me I'm so excited I have been off the radio for a little while now so this is like a crazy treat little tidbit my husband and I fell in love on the radio interviewing him so the tables are turned so this is very cool and the guest today yes is one of my favorite human beings on the planet so Kirby's a huge fan and we're going to let you know who it is we're bringing this person in now now I always try to be PC I don't think Kirby or this person is so I, nothing to worry about but I never know when to say what I met this person as Gary because Kirby knows Gary so well but you folks the rest of the world knows this person none other than sushi that's right we have the sushi the mother queen what what, what are the descriptions queen mother mother. international drag queen extraordinaire just fabulousness and one of the most talented seamstress and dress designers I've ever seen so All right, so Sushi, we're bringing Sushi on. Sushi has been on game shows on CNN each year. You've seen Sushi drop from a shoe 
everyone, and I mean everyone across the world, knows sushi. But sushi, you're now on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. This is going to change your life. Oh, thank you for having me, darling. <laughs> that was nice introduction. I just call myself the old queen in the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute because you are. And I love you that. both. You are a great, great couple in Key West. The couple in oh, Key West, man. I should say. This is, this is butter me up podcast, <laughs> I'll butter folks. you up anytime. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. All right. There's going to be a lot of that today. Uh, I can't. I am so happy to have you on here. Now, everyone knows who you are. I mean that sincerely. I think people like Jimmy Buffett and, and Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams and Ernest Hemingway, I think you truly will be, and I mean this sincerely, in hist- when history is written in the next 50 years, 100 years. About you, Key West. About Key West, about <laughs> this, this culture down here. I really do think your name will be up, if not the top, on one of the tops on people who really changed this island. Well, thank you, honey. Uh, you know, I've, I've lived here 29 years, going on 30 years. It, it has changed a lot, but, you know, it seems weird to me because I moved here when I was 24. And just as a janitor, you know, uh, cleaning toilets, working at guest houses, I didn't think I'd become Sushi the Drag Queen, you know? <laughs> well, just talk about, so people know you as that now. And I think for the, the regular guy or gal like myself, I just think you've always been this person, but you, you didn't, you were not born in Key West. You moved here. I, no, I was born overseas. My dad was in the service. So, okay. uh, I was born in Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. And I moved to the States when I was uh, around nine years old. We came, went to Texas, eventually settling in Oregon. Uh, but I moved from Oregon to Key West when I was about 24 years old. So you're 24 in Oregon and I've heard some of this before, but for those listening, we're talking to sushi. <clears throat> did you know, when did you just say, Hey, I might be a drag queen and what oh they, that was in high school 1984 uh, in Kaiser Oregon uh, I started doing soy sauce I was soy sauce that was my first drag name was soy sauce was it and I know today you know, particularly Portland and the Oregon area is very progressive. But back then, to do no, that, I was kicked around, spit on, you know, thrown around. I was expelled for doing drag. You've got to be kidding! No, it would be illegal now to expel somebody for wearing makeup. No, that was at school. That was at school. Makeup to school. Name, I wore makeup you? to school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I. And you know. They suspended me. Uh, they sent me home, and then they asked me to leave three months early, so I didn't get to go to graduation. I got sent off to Tokyo. My mother said, either you uh, get out of my house or you go live with your uncle in Tokyo. I was like, Tokyo? Sure, I'll go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Kaiser, Oregon. So, yeah, I got sent away. That's but. pretty amazing. And, and the thing, that journey landed you here. So how did you go from Tokyo um, and then what was Tokyo the progression? To, Tokyo to back to Salem and then L.A. I was in L.A. with my friend Kylie uh, for about a year. Are living. you performing during this time? Is, is that uh, yeah. You know, well, back then I was a prostitute uh, <laughs> in, L- in L.A. Yeah, so. uh, hooking the streets and living on the streets. But uh, then I moved back to Oregon, became a cocktail drag queen cocktail waitress when I turned 21. Uh, so I've been working in drag, you know, all my life. When did soy sauce come about? When did that? Soy sauce was born in like 1985, but sushi was born in 1987. Was that here? No, that was in Oregon. Okay, so when do you when do you arrive in Key West and how? In '94. '94. So, yeah. Okay. How did you? Had you been here before? I had never been here. My uh, ex lover said, "Let's go to the Keys," and I said, "What? What? What are the Keys?" He goes, "Little islands off of Miami." I was like, "There's islands off Miami," <laughs> so I never heard of it, you know. Uh, so we drove across the country and moved here. 
And, and so when you arrived here, you said you did a lot of jobs. Um, I basically, I started at uh, Big Ruby's, which is closed now. It's a gay guest house. Uh, but I was cleaning toilets, uh, housekeeper for about a year. But during that time, I started my own cleaning business. So I started uh, doing private homes. And I, then I got Bourbon Street Pub as my big you know, job, uh, seven days a week, 4.30 in the morning till 8.30 in the morning. So, and then I became a drag queen there. Okay, so the culture was there. But read my book, 801 Drag Queens, Drag Queens of the 801 Cabaret. Tells the whole story. Oh, yeah, you can too. You can too. get it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't read Sushi's bio because everyone knows Sushi, but we can certainly plug the yeah, book. Yeah, buy the book. <laughs> what, and, and where can we find the book? You can find it on Amazon. Okay, say the name one more time. So Drag Queens of the 801 Cabaret. Okay. And what, Just look for me on the cover. You got it. <laughs> and then when you started working there, so there was a drag culture in place or shows. What was that like in Key West at the time? Well, there were no there 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 wasn't a cabaret. There weren't drag shows every night of the week. Okay. There were drag shows on the weekends uh, at the Copa and at La Tida. And this is before Christopher Peterson and Randy Roberts. Mm -hmm. So Ma Evans was like the house queen at La Lida. Uh, and they did shows Fridays and Saturdays, one show a night for about an hour. Uh, but I started drag shows at Bourbon Street twice a week and then they bought 801 and they said Sushi this is yours that was 1998 I think 99 and they said we want uh, shows every night seven days a week and I was like are you kidding me you better pay me more than $50 a night. <laughs> so how many girls did you start with versus how many you have now? And I guess the other question would be at like the peak of the club how many did well, you have? And when you say now that's still yeah, I still have. Well, well you. Yeah, still. I started with like five or six. I mean, Joey Schroeder hired me, you know, uh, and he let me do show. He's he's the one who uh, invented the shoe drop too. Uh, so he bought eight hundred one. And how did you meet Joey? Yeah, that needs to be in there as well. That might be interesting. Joey Schroeder, I uh, was cleaning his uh, floors. Okay. You know, seven days a week. So. Uh, I convinced him to let me do drag, and then it escalated from there. It became the busiest night of the week, then it went to two nights, then he bought 801, and then it went to seven nights. So we started out with five drag queens, uh, but ended up about 14, 14, 12 to 14 now. You know, were the shows as, you know, I, when I bring someone to Key West... I don't care if they're liberal, if they're conservative. It's more fun if they're conservative or from some church background. And they all those are the ones that love it the most. Yeah. They always, you know, because you get to Key West and you realize, oh yeah, I'm I'm a uh, radio. I got can't say bad words. I'm a doofus. I need to loosen up, and they end up having more fun. But back mm -hmm. then, did you have that kind of atmosphere and that kind of crowd, or did it? It was on? mostly. I mean, it was about eighty percent gay back then. Okay, for the drag shows, and about twenty percent straight. Now it's eighty percent straight, twenty percent gay. Yeah. You know, so it's went a totally opposite direction but we love it you know Does that change how you perform when, you, when it goes more straight well I mean in the last like I guess 10 years it's changed I mean we used to you know get people naked and they do we'd have people well doing risque stuff <laughs> I can't I guess Aww. I can't say it uh, uh and it was a lot more uh Interesting, I should say. Okay. It's more uh, subdued now, you know, because people get so offended so easily, you know. What? No. Yeah, I mean, Kylie, one of my best friends in the world, we went to high school together. Uh, she gets naked, totally nude, and people freak out. Still, I, I have haven't people, seen that show. I need to go. I to have that people one, I uh, leaving the show sometimes because they get so upset. They can't, their eyes just can't visually. 
comprehend this naked drag queen on stage. Shanice, is, Shanice DeSantos, everyone listens knows who Shanice is. She's our producer. She's getting excited. She wants to see this show. She's already Yeah, she's been getting naked for I eons. No, I haven't seen this one. Since. Kylie Jean Lucille, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> seen a few things, mostly involving my littlest brother, who you also know very well. Yes. Oh, man. Maybe the prettiest man in the world. Um, so the uh sorry Blake we're talking about you so the question I was thinking earlier as we were talking though when you came down and you started you you, you worked your way in and you're doing these shows mm-hmm. um did you know the QS was going to be home for this long did you think I'm going to stay here or I, yeah I did I think I fell in love with it the first like year I said, this is the place. This is amazing. You know, yeah. I mean, people that come here, they come here, either love it or hate it. You know, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it instantly. I mean, the first we pulled up in my Mercedes and we had a trailer that we were pulling uh, behind us. We pulled up in front of the 801 and ran in the 801. And I said, do you know where a gay bar is? And Billy Buckets, who moved to Port- Puerto Vallarta or whatever. Uh, he said, girl, you're in one, honey. <laughs> so he goes, welcome to the island. I was like, oh my God. And years later, I ended up working there. So so that was, all right. All crazy. Right. And for, and I finally bought a house. Yeah. Amazing. So you are a, you are a homeowner. homeowner in Key West, which is not no easy feat for it anybody. Not, I don't care who no. you are. Uh, and as far as people who don't really understand it, I mean, they, they think, okay, drag, people dress up, there's music, there's the pageantry, everything that goes into it, it's fun. But what's the biggest misconception like uh, that you hear from most that people? That we dress up all the time, that we yeah. go shopping in drag, or you know what I mean? Uh, for me, drag is... Uh, making money. You get in drag to make money and, and have fun. It's usually doing a benefit, helping raise money, or making money for yourself, you know? Okay. So that's what drag queens do. They're either, they're not going uh, in drag shopping, you know, unless it's for a promotion. Um, but drag is different than transsexuals, transvestites, and all that other stuff, uh, which I, you know, love everybody, you know, to mm-hmm. each his own. For you, though, also fashion is such a huge part oh, of yeah. your life. So yeah. I feel like there's um, a lot of times, you know, performers who, you know, they love drag, but they're oh, dressing at shops and buying their clothes. Mm-hmm. Something interesting about you that a lot of people don't know, you make your clothing. You I make do. your dresses. And of yeah. course, New Year's is right around the yes. corner. So we have to touch on that yes. and know if there's any <laughs> sneak peek you can give us because CNN yes. shoots down to Key West. Huge deal every year yep. with the shoe and mm-hmm. you drop mm-hmm. from the shoe on national television mm-hmm in an outfit that you have designed mm-hmm. and sewed every last stitch mm-hmm. head to toe, which is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. I think a lot of people still don't realize how unbelievably yeah. talented you are. So yeah, I love sewing. Tell it's us my about passion. that a little bit. Maybe uh, you know, I used, to, I used to buy my fabric like two or three months ahead of time, but then I'd end up making three or four outfits, you know? So now I wait. I buy my material that gets here December 1st and I start you know, designing it, sketching it out, figuring out what I want to do, the silhouette, how I want to cut. And I just spend three weeks, you know, just taking my time. I usually rush, make one outfit, hate it the next week, make another outfit, you know. But now I've learned just take my time and, and enjoy the process. Now, so. you, speaking of that, because... Um Kirby alluded to... I sew for Kirby all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I know this. I, there's two dresses and a bag with buttons that, yeah, he that are sitting next to him. So. But Kirby alluded... Oh, we're going to talk you, about darling. CNN and that progression and when you became this 
international phenomenon, which I assume started with CNN when you became international. But yeah, um, it started with uh, I was on the cover of uh, the New York Times, the travel section. Big okay. picture of me in the shoe. I've heard of that paper. It was yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think it was 1999 for the Millennium 2000, uh, and then CNN heard about. It. That's how they heard about it. And Joey Shorter was like, "Oh yeah, come on down and." He was like, I'll buy you a dress. I was like, really? <laughs> so he went to Miami. He bought me a dress. I said, it's a little bit more than $600, Joey. He goes, I don't care. Just It looks fabulous on me. So thank that's you, big, Joey. That's a big deal, though. How did you land on the cover of the New York Times? Uh, I don't know. I mean, somebody took a photo of it. Maybe it was the Tourist Development Council did it. Okay. I had no idea. They didn't ask me. I just, you know, somebody... Uh, called me I think I don't know if we had internet back then <laughs> somebody did it made a weird noise yeah. and uh, so so did before that obviously CNN before that uh, did people call you sushi and we asked this earlier I want to get this in there because I asked you earlier I said hey I don't know I, I met you as Gary of course you're sushi yeah. you're famous I met you through Kirby and I said when do people call you Gary and when do they call you sushi or is there a wrong time or right time you explain that to when me. my friends are mad at me they'll call me Gary <laughs> that's not what you told me or that's they, not what you told me but, uh, but most people call me sushi you know okay. If I'm on the top, you can call me Gary. There, that's what you told me. Okay. I, I'm a, uh, so bend over, honey. <laughs> <laughs> call me Gary. All righty. See, that's, and, and so I know when and to say it now. tongue tied. And <laughs> you go from, I am, and you go from that moment to CNN, and I don't know this, I haven't asked you, did that change your life somewhat? Did people start seeing you and saying sushi, you know, that you didn't, are people doing that already? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, after I opened up the 801 Cabaret with Joey Schroeder and Jimmy Yellerin, you know, a lot of people came down every other year, or every year, you know what I mean? Uh, so they knew me as sushi. I was the face of 801, I'm doing drag seven days a week, you know? And, you know, if you do drag, the, fir the first couple of years, people didn't really know me, but, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, you're crazy, and, you know, I was doing a trolley ride from Tea Dance at Atlantic Shores down to the le Leather Bar every Sunday. Then I was on uh, a sailboat cruise uh, in drag, laying across the mast of a sailboat. Uh, once a week okay. so I, I got my name out there pretty quickly and um, but most of the locals call me Gary or Sushi I mean gotcha so oh, so you're tongue tied now so yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no I you know and I, I won't we won't make this all and people ask you about CNN all the time I'm sure you're yeah. a big part of New Year's you, you drop out of a shoe it's one of the most iconic mm -hmm. moments for Key West every year and I'm sure it brings so many people to Key West I know the TDC loves it mm -hmm. yeah I was watching it this year, I think I put it on Facebook and tagged you because I want to make sure Sushi, Gary sees me. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm watching Anderson Cooper and uh, uh, Real Housewives. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Yeah. And, and they were phenomenal <clears throat> and, and the entire time. And, he, and Andy Cohen's getting Anderson drunk. And it's just so fun to watch. But there was something different when they started talking about you. Yes. Their, their face lights up. They yeah. get excited. You can just tell. Mm -hmm. it, well, Anderson especially, because he yeah. usually is so sort of put together. And Andy yeah. brings that out of him anyway. Yeah. But I noticed that when he started yeah. talking about you. He got this little glimmer in his eye, and it was like you could see he was so excited. Yeah. Like, you could tell it was his favorite moment. Yeah, I, well, because it, he and I have a long relationship, you know, on Sanderson. CNN. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it was at the very beginning of his uh, New Year's Eve cast, you know, the drag queen, you know, yeah. uh, and he wasn't out yet. So I oh. was, I had to sign a contract that said I would not mention his sexuality, you know, really? yeah, before he came out. So I'd be a hey, you know, <laughs> so, so, hey girl, how are you? 
That is awesome. Now, did, so did, he you meet, did you meet Anderson during all this? I, I met him and Andy Cohen about five or six years ago on his tour. They do this like yeah. okay. talk, talking tour in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. I met them. And Andy was like, uh, oh, there's sushi. Who, was was like, who, was, who was more excited, like starstruck? Andy or you? Cohen was really excited. I was excited to see Anderson. You I know, was going to say Andy or Anderson sushi. Andy was like, there's sushi. And Anderson was like, oh, my God. Oh. Now, he, he was a little nervous. Okay. But, now, I do, we'll move on from the celebrity stuff, but since we're on that subject real quick, you've been doing this for a long time. You've seen a lot of places, people, things. Mm-hmm. Any celebrities that have shown up or that, that you want to mention that's come over time and it stuck out to you? I know you've met a lot, but any anyone in particular? Any like famous people? Yeah. Uh, I met uh, Kathy Griffin uh-huh. in Las Vegas. Doing that for a while with yeah. Yes. I met her at Cher's concert uh, in Las Vegas. That was fun. Uh, I met Cher for a little bit. You know, hi, how are you? But you know, she's a big, big, huge. I've star. heard of her as well. Yeah, I mean, New York Times. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I don't. I. It's not like I meet stars every day, or you know. It's, yeah, I don't right. meet. Yeah, you know, I'm just an old queen in the well, shoe, you honey. Are the star, honey. <laughs> but I think you're modest about that. And what I one of the things I loved about recently that you were doing when Kirby and I we all went through COVID. We're all here in Key West mm, dealing with shutdowns. Yeah. Um, so tell me, are you performing today? Because I know a lot of a lot of you support a lot of those who are. Yeah. And even through COVID, you were making masks and raising money and trying to keep people employed and on their feet, which says a yeah. lot about who you are. Yeah, we ended up making about fifteen thousand masks and donating a bunch and people donated to us. So I was uh, able to raise enough money to support 14 of my drag queens through five months. So they all paid their electric bills, utility bills, their rent. Um, And it was just from the support of the community all over the place, you know, to help the drag queens. And important to note, at one point, the drag queens were hand-delivering them in full drag on scooters, perfectly Key West style, door to door. They were getting bored. (laughs) So they started doing drag and doing uh, podcasts or, you know, things on the internet. Podcasts. Not podcasts, but (laughs) podcasts. I don't think I told you this, but I saved, so I was selling them at my store for a little bit, and I did put a few aside because, of course, they have, you know, stitched on their Sushi Key West, and the masks were fabulous Mm. and great patterns and so much fun. But it's going to be like Beanie Babies one day. We're on eBay. (laughs) The Sushi Key West masks are going to go for, they're going to resurface, and I I saved a few. (laughs) Now I'm tongue-tied again. It's the Beanie Babies. Um... (laughs) So for those, again, that maybe don't do this every day and dress and drag or perform. Yeah, I should get you in drag. I'm ready. There's a big, well, there's a benefit. We'll talk about that at the end. I'm excited about that. Nice plug. Um, (laughs) What's the most difficult part of it? Drag? Yeah. Um, Getting in, well, not getting in drag, just doing it when you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, as a job, I did it for 20 some years. When you're not in the mood and your feet hurt and you have to put on all that makeup and then smile for, you know, three or four hours and pretend you're happy. That's the hardest part. Yeah. You know, but you and I guess for me, it would be staying in shape because, you know, I'm in my 40s now and I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to 
I've got to look beautiful. That's not going to happen. You stay in great shape. You you look. I mean, I'm you're younger than I am, but you. Oh, you, honey, you, I'm 54. You don't age. How how do you explain that? Uh, Doctor Lothan, <laughs> great plastic surgeon in town, the best. Go call Doctor Lothan. All right, we're going to charge people for that. These plugs from sushi. I should have gotten ahead of this, but uh, and then after all of that and the COVID, you did it. It was after COVID, right? Didn't you go on a game show? I did. They called me up and said, "You want to be on a game show." And they flew me out to L.A. It was to tell the truth uh, on CBS, NBC, NBC or CBS. To tell the truth. That's to tell the, the truth. But it's, the not game just show. For, it's not just like a, for drag queen. Anybody, no, it was anyone, like, right? yeah. I had to pretend. Uh, well, there was two other con- I mean, two other people that were pretending to be the drag queen in the shoe. And the right. panel of judges had to decide which drag queen was the real shoe queen. You know, Did they get it right? Uh, one of them did, two of them didn't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you do anything different to make them think you were not? It, what was weird was that I they wanted me to keep my answers short and uh, not give away too much. So gotcha. I was like basically say yes, no, whatever. And I was like, no, I want to be all, hey, girl, no. You know, <laughs> no, keep it short. Don't give away too much. But it was fun. You know, they flew me out um, for five days. I was sequestered in uh, my hotel room for four, took two COVID tests, had to wear masks in the studio. It was crazy. Yeah. You and go- LA was shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go back and watch CNN or the game show? I do the night of when I get home uh, just to see it. I'm like, oh, how drunk was I? <laughs> <laughs> just like everyone else. Yeah. It's like you were more oh. famous. You were on TV. Uh, that's all. Go ahead. You had something. Well, no, I was just curious. And I think, you know, I've actually interviewed you a couple of times over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever asked you, you, you've done a lot of international travel. I have. And you're yeah. always jet setting and you and your husband, mm-hmm. Jeff, um, have been together for quite some time mm-hmm. now and have a fabulous relationship, but you guys love to travel. And I'm curious if there's anywhere that you go that, you know, you love, but that also has a really interesting drag culture that people would be unaware of. Um, you know, every time I go internationally, I always look for drag clubs just to see what's going on around the world. So I've been to some pretty uh, fabulous drag clubs, some pretty sketchy, sad drag clubs. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind was about 24 years ago, I sailed to Cuba. 24 years ago uh, with about 10 gay boys. We sailed to Cuba on a religious passport. We nice. stayed for 10 days. Uh, and I went to a drag club, which was really weird, you know? Because uh, it was sad. They didn't have any makeup. They were like really poor. Uh, but I gave them all my Chanel makeup and uh, I was giving my Chanel earrings away. And I, before I left, I gave all my drag away. They were just so nice and so sweet so that was the most interesting drag club um, that I've ever been to I wouldn't have thought Cuba I mean that's my I don't know if I'm stereotyping or assuming but I wouldn't have thought that would be allowed I know right and there's a whole gay district in Cuba right yeah and and I did drag there. It was great. <laughs> it's probably wild to think about how many, and I know there's other pioneers as well, but how many lives you've touched and maybe inspired. Who? What kind of advice, it's pretty cliche, but what kind of advice would you have for someone growing up like you did that wants to aspire to do something like this? Um, follow your heart and just remember that it's always going to get better. Yeah. You know, and just reach out to people uh, if you're in any sort of pain, you know, call your community center, uh, the hotline, gay community center everywhere now. You can call them. Uh, 
talk to older gay people because they know what's going on. They've been through, you know, the, the shit. <laughs> and I think a lot of times, too, younger people, they feel stuck where they were born. They feel like they yeah. can't leave. And for you, you know, finding Key West, having Kylie, yes. having somebody to say, let's go somewhere where the culture is acceptance. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important message, too, to remind people that just because that's where you're raised, that's where you live, that's where your family is, yeah. if the acceptance isn't there, then finding a place yeah. that... You know, is going to, to and allow sp- that and speak up in high school. Yes, stand your ground. Yes. Talk to one of your teachers if you're getting bullied. You know, speak out. Don't take that stuff. You know, no. I didn't. I was like, you know. But you found the love. Of, we, we we talked about Jeff earlier. Yes. You found the love of your life. I've seen you. Yes. you both out. You're obviously going on 19 years. How did you guys meet? Uh, I was crossing the street 19 years ago from 801 to Bourbon Street after the show. And I would say, hey, you're sexy. Come with me. (laughs) And that was it. That was it? That was it. I love it. I know. I know he's involved in the business, too. He does the accounting? He does the accounting now, yeah. He also sings karaoke at the Monkey Bar. But no drag? No. He did drag once about two years after we met. A group of uh, his friends wanted to get in Carmen Miranda drag. They all got in drag. He lasted about two hours, fell over, and passed out. <laughs> I was like, really? Well, so we've got about three, four minutes left. We're going to do a speed round with Sushi here, if I can Uh-oh. read my quick notes. Um, sushi, some of this is just whatever comes to mind first, or how quickly you can answer. There is no judge. Maybe Kirby can keep score. All right. But, uh, and then we'll do like a finish this sentence, sentence type thing. First one. Here we are, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. We have the Sushi on the show. Sushi, start to finish. Gary to Sushi. How fast can you can you make it happen? Uh, it usually takes me 45 minutes. Uh, I've done it in 20 minutes in back of my car. Uh, but New Year's Eve takes about two hours. Two hours. Okay. Crazy. But a professional drag queen takes about an hour. Okay. And I know you mentioned you've got great people assisting like surgery and so forth. Craziest place. Hair keeps coming back. <laughs> Hair keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't get can't get it to go away. Uh, I can answer that for Brit. Yeah, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that on the radio. Yeah. Uh, best drag name aside from sushi and soy sauce. Best drag name out there. Um, Candy Darling. Candy Darling. Okay. Your favorite drag queen outside of sushi. Uh, Marlux. Okay. Favorite song for you to perform. It's also quiet by Bjork. All right. Celebrity crush that Jeff won't get too upset about. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. He doesn't age either. I can see that. Both of you guys. Um, If you didn't do this, if you weren't a drag queen, what other career would you have had? Something in fashion. Okay. Something in fashion. Uh, When someone leaves your show or a show that you're part of, how do you want them to feel? Excited. Okay. Finish this sentence. I once kicked someone out of my shows because... They spit on somebody. Oh, all right. What I miss most... It was one of my drag queens. Okay, well. uh, (laughs) Kirby's been kicked off for that. Uh, What I miss most about the old Key West is... Atlantic Shores. Atlantic Shores. Yeah. Can you explain that real quick? Atlantic Shores was... um, 
they had a pool, uh, a, a pier that went into the ocean. It was the place to go, gay, straight. It was, uh, you could get naked there. What is it now? It's uh, one of the Hilton hotels, the Southernmost Hilton or Southernmost, next to the Southernmost house, that whole complex. You don't, re- oh, you weren't here for Atlantic Shores? Years. Oh, no, it's it's been gone. Atlantic Shores was the place. Yeah. All right. The number one rule in drag is I don't I <laughs> you got me I I don't know number one rule uh, be fierce all right all right all right if I want to buy sushi a drink if we see sushi out there they should buy you. Uh, absolute Citron on Absol- the rocks. Absolute Citron on the rocks, which I wanted to get for you today. I it was Kirby. And last question, because it is the holidays and we're wrapping up, and we have the Sushi on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Sushi, finish this sentence. All I want for Christmas is... Love, darling. Oh, yes. And how else can you end it with sushi? Uh, I can't thank you enough. Kirby's going to add something here. Well, we mentioned, so quick little plug. Oh, yes. February 8th. It's a Tuesday. I'm on the board of Samuel's House, which is a fabulous nonprofit uh, benefiting women and children in need here in Monroe County. And we're going to be having the inaugural amateur drag pageant. It's all going to benefit Samuel's House. Stay tuned. Sushi's going to be coaching along with five other fabulous local drag queens and celebrities who will be performing talents and fashion it's and be runway. Fabulous. Yes. And uh, we'll give you more details on that. You don't want to miss that. And I will say for Sushi, we had the eighth annual Bubba's Key West People. Choice Awards this year at the QS Theater, and I asked if you would possibly show up and perform, and you didn't even hesitate. It says a lot about, a lot of people could become famous, they could become a big deal, and become more of a jackass. You just become more and more humble and cool and a part of the community. We're, we're blessed and lucky to have you, and thank you for coming on this show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Sushi, we love you, and we'll see you, you soon. I love you too, darling. All right. Kirby, I love you too. Thank I you. I love you. Oh, man. A lot of love in the air love. tonight, folks. Have a great (laughs) holiday if we don't talk to you before, listeners, and we love you as well.